So it's, what is today's date? December like 23rd? 22nd. 22nd and it is Christmas week. So we're wondering if truck drivers are going to get home for the week. You know, I used to get home quite a bit for my Christmas holidays. You know, the companies that I worked for always got me home. Yeah, you worked with decent companies, I always thought. Yeah, yeah. They, the companies that I worked with were, um, you know, they were OTR companies, but I literally got, I don't think I ever missed an actual Christmas, but I kind of was thinking about that time where, and, and, and if I really wanted to think back, I was thinking way back, (laughs) but I was, what I was thinking about is first off this earlier, I was thinking about how like everybody thinks you're such like this nice little girl. Me? Yeah. Me. Right. I am. But I wanted you to tell them the story of how I was late getting home and you tortured the kids. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what's a mom to do? <laughs> like for real, like 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 there was a Christmas. I don't remember what year it was, and the kids had the presents under the t- under the tree. And I, who was, was was I? Where was I? I was I was? I mean, obviously, I was going to get home that day, but I. Uh, it's Christmas of ninety seven. Was Christmas of ninety seven? Wow! And and so I was on my way back, and I wasn't going to actually get home till. Christmas morning, mm-hmm. and what do you remember? What time I actually finally arrived? Do you remember that? Um, it was more in the afternoon. It was more? Was it really? It was. It was later. It was like I think you were supposed to be home like early morning, and you ended up not coming home till closer to lunchtime. So, and, and in everybody's, most households, not every household, but I, I believe most households can testify that y- your kids are normally, the, when you have some little kids that are, what, what would you say the age of when you realize, oh my gosh, it's Christmas, I can't sleep all night, I got to open the presents, what, like five, six, what, what age does that start? Oh, once you realize you're getting gifts, I mean, yeah, it's a you, totally new. It's like this insane day that you get every year. Yeah. And so... Most little kids are it's like up from five to ten. Right. And what's, so, what time are kids up usually on Christmas? Isn't it before daylight? Oh, it depends. Like some of them are out there wanting to open their gifts. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. And so, so take it from there. So now, what? Let me set the stage. I'm a trucker. I'm gonna be late. Let's just say and I'm it's, getting because it's winter. I mean, you gotta understand. Right. We were in Pennsylvania. So let's just say I was gonna be back around twelve, one o'clock, maybe. I don't know, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah, it was supposed to be like seven, six, seven o'clock, and you ended up strolling right. in at like twelve, one something. I can't remember what I it was. I, I, okay, I'd have to look at the the, the VCR tape. All I know see. is when I walked in, they were all laying on the floor staring at the presents because <laughs> they weren't allowed to open them. <laughs> no. And you you said you got to wait till your father gets home. I said you got to wait for dad. Dad, dad's part of this. And did they really appreciate that? No. I know they didn't. No, they didn't appreciate it at all. Because <laughs> it's like, come on, just one. I'm like, no, you got to wait for daddy. So if any truck drivers are like going to be getting home on Christmas Day at some time, you can be like little Miss Ruth Ann and torture your kids, moms that are out there listening. Yeah. You know, have fun with that. I mean, it's a memory you're making when you torture the kids by not letting them open the presents. I mean, yeah, I let them. Lo- I told them, I said, go ahead. You can look at them. 
And they're like, what? I said, go ahead. You can, you can look at them. Try and guess what's in them. Don't touch them. See where yours are. Because I, I never put anything out until the night, Christmas Eve. So they didn't see any gifts out there until they got up the next morning. So that was all new to them. It was all wrapped, but there was nothing there like all the way up until that morning. Because I was one of those parents that I would not let them see anything until then. Because I didn't want to take a chance on them like shaking them or doing anything But we stupid. should also mention that you had confessed to me, and I do know that other people in your family have told me, how you always knew what presents you were getting. You would find them in the house, and you snuck around as a little girl yourself. Am I right or wrong? Be At honest. one point, yeah. I think there was one Christmas I, I did that. Well, that's a hypocrite. That, seriously, you That's why I did what I did around. so that my kids didn't know, but my kids still knew. You snuck around and, and looked at your own presents, but... It was one Christmas, and you, I was like 12. You wouldn't let your own kids sneak around and see their presents. Yeah, it was like one Christmas I did that, and I was like 12. So anyways, so I wanted that story out just so that everybody could see that you're not that nice of a person. No, I was pretty cruel that yeah, day. That was I mean, I was, I was pretty funny, All right. and I videoed it. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I felt bad for the kids that day. I mean, I don't normally feel well, bad for it, them. It's, it's, what's funny is, you know, back then they didn't have cell phones and stuff, so it's like we kept waiting, kept waiting, then, you know, you finally called and said, hey, listen, I'm coming. And at the time... You know, it was not easy to, you know, just get a, get and, and make that call and just get home, you know. Yeah. It was just one of those. That's right. It wasn't really cell phone. No. So The cell phone error or nothing like that. You know, everybody was just starting to get little bag phones and cell phones and, mm-hmm. yeah. That's and, right. And, and, and I didn't if even I remember know what a freaking email was back then. I'm no, serious. and yeah. the internet just only just started coming out. And I think if I remember correctly, the reason you were late is like 80 was shut down or something. There was, it was like, yeah, you had to like, you're booking it, but you, everybody was late, but yeah, it was, was booking it. Booking That's it. like an old term. He's booking. booking it. He's booking. Remember that? Everybody used to say that. He's booking. Yeah. So. I'm old. But yeah, you are. And mean. So, but anyways. <laughs> I'm just hoping, and I mean this sincerely, I hope that every driver out there gets home and gets Safely. to spend some quality time with their family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, especially with the weather the way it's been. You know, before we move on to our first topic here on Talk CDL, I, I wanted to mention there are actually some truck drivers out there that can't take Christmas off. You know, and I'll give you an example. There's some jobs that don't stop ever. It's a 365-day-a-year job. And you have to keep your trucks going, whether you have drivers that are going to be off or not. You have to keep, I'll give you an example. Dairy, right? The cows. When you have like giant cow farms, and I mean giant cow. I was talking to a, uh, a, uh, a place that has, that's out in liberal Kansas. They have like a slaughterhouse out there. They do 54,000 cattle a day. They slaughter. Okay. So just imagine a dairy farm. Stay with me on this. A dairy farmer that has maybe, say, 50 dairy trucks, and he's got that many cows, you, the cows don't know it's Christmas. They're, they'll explode if you don't milk them every day. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, the the truck drivers that are scheduled that day, they can't look at it like, oh, it's Christmas. If you sign up for certain jobs, there are, just like the dairy farmers, you don't stop that day. You You will be trucking. You know, yeah, I, didn't, I guess I didn't think of, you yeah. know, exploding cows. Yeah, well, not that they, I mean, I don't know that they would explode, but they they probably would maybe run all over. But these these cows, I was talking to a guy that drives for a dairy farmer, and they don't, you can't 
you can't go a day without milking these guys. No, I thought that they actually got milked like twice a day or so. I don't know. I just know that they have amazing amounts of milk that these guys are, are putting in tanks every day and, and, and trucking them down the road, tractor trailers. Mm-hmm. And so these guys, this coming Christmas, they'll get a bonus. Some of them are going to have to work. And they already know it because they've been there many years doing the same thing. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. But So not everybody gets to spend the Christmas holiday at home with the family. No, I think some of them probably, the ones that, that have to work like that, they probably make, you know, like their their Christmas be different. You know, like, you know, when you have families that are, are separate, you mm-hmm. know, you have two different households you have to deal with. Right. Some of them will have, instead of Christmas Eve, that will be Christmas Eve is their Christmas day and everything's just shifted so that they can... You're doing what you normally do. You're like trying to organize everybody's like okay so we'll do it this day and that day but you're probably right that's probably how well i mean how else are they they, you can't have one you know it all at the same time i agree you know you have to take you know judges make it where they take turns on you know one holiday you get the kids the other holiday i do type of thing and then they rotate it but you know sometimes it's just not as as fun and easy especially if you have a parent that's an over-the-road truck driver and they're only home every other weekend yeah and And think about Think about this. If you have 500 trucks or 100 trucks, there's absolutely no way you're getting 500 drivers home. And I think what they start doing is, you know, sometime in the year they start asking, hey, who wants to actually work for, for Christmas and blah, blah, blah. And and not every one of them. They, I think a lot of trucking companies, they say, we try to get you home for, you know, certain holidays. But there's no guarantee. You know, it's trucking. Trucking is trucking. You know that. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways... Merry Christmas to everybody, because we're gonna we're going to be uh, we'll be in the in the studio probably one more time before Christmas, but it won't get up till Sunday. So Merry Christmas to everybody, you drivers. Make sure you make it home safe. The last thing you want is a little accident, so take your time, be safe, get home. And I can guarantee you guys one thing: the best present your family will have is you being there with them, safe and sound at the home. Exactly. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. So uh, let's, uh, if we can, plug our our sponsors really, really quick. Um, Rev Insurance. What about Rev Insurance, Ruthann? They will work with anything that deals with truck. Right. Anything with trucking. This is they're the trucking experts. Yeah, they if, help with everything. Right. If you're a small fleet or an owner operator, and uh, you think you're paying too much, even if you don't think you're paying too much, you know they actually say you should. Check at least your rates every two to three years. Mm-hmm. You and I have been with the same insurance company for like 20 years. Yeah, well, that's what because we, I did check everywhere else, well, and I get good rates where I'm at, so I never at moved. Least, <laughs> but at least you check. I have. I right. have checked. And we're with State Farm, right? That's right. who we're with? Yeah. Okay, so, and, and we, Lord willing, we get really decent rates. But in trucking, insurance is going up through the roof. It's disgusting. I know. And so some of our owner-operator friends that we know, and we, as a matter of fact, I know some owner-operators that actually got rid of their truck and are working for companies now because they just couldn't afford the insurance. Call Rev Insurance if you want to at least check on your insurance company to make sure they're not ripping you off. Check this number out, 800-347-5373. All you owner-operators or small companies or big companies, check out Rev. They have, they're connected with just about every insurance uh, company out there, and they can literally get you the best rates. That's 800-347-5373. J.J. Keller, Ruthann, that's a company that will help you getting your own... When you want to get your own authority, authority yeah. and you want to go and, and learn 
not learn, but to, to make sure that you're filing all your paperwork and do everything that you need to do to be legitimately driving that tractor. And, and real quick on J.J. Killer, the one thing that I've learned lately, there's a lot of small companies that get in trouble, especially ones that have like less than 30 trucks, 20 mm-hmm. trucks, because they don't keep their paperwork compliant. Right. J.J. Keller will monitor you and keep you compliant. Mm-hmm. It's And I'm, I'm not kidding you. It's actually a joke how cheap it is. I, it's it's honestly not much for what, what they charge. It's very little. And when you get any kind of an audit, Keller will be there to take care of you if you're a guy that's looking to become an owner operator. Anyways, call 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017. And last but not least, National Carriers out of Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. um, hiring some students, regional drivers, over-the-road drivers, and lease drivers. They will also take on uh, team drivers. I couldn't think of the word team. They have some really good runs, too. They have some... I'll tell you what. I talked to a lot of their drivers. After they've been there a while, they got dedicated runs. Mm -hmm. These guys are making... I mean, actually, their yearly income is huge, and they get great benefits, and their number is 888-311-7076. Check out their trucks. They always have, you know, almost brand new trucks, and they are a super company. If you're looking to work for a company... That hauls their own freight, zero broker loads, and zero touch freight. 888-311-7076. So, moving on. We have, what I want to talk about today is this. Last week in Pennsylvania, up on Interstate 80, there was a huge pileup. And I mean huge. They, uh, I think... The numbers was 55 trucks and 11, like, four-wheel vehicles. You know, like cars, vans, whatever. Now, here's my question. And, and this, is, this is what's been going on for the last couple of years in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is, I think, the only state, at least, that, that actually will issue a warning before the storm. Mm-hmm. And not only will they warn you, depending on the severity of the of the uh, forecast pennsylvania shuts the roads down and i think you actually had posted something on Toxedia last week about mm-hmm. that you know how what they were doing and what they if it's if it's bad enough on one level they'll if a truck driver is hauling empty or bobtailing he's not going to be able to drive no they, they it's the deal with the weight of their tractor then correct and then if it gets super bad they say no tractor trailers on mm-hmm. the interstate. You get caught, you're getting a fine. Right. Okay. And, you know, I see a lot of drivers posting and they say things like, oh, Pennsylvania is a bunch of commies because they shouldn't have a right to shut the roads down. They need to pay me, blah, blah, blah. But if you look at last week, the day before when Pennsylvania was already making the rules up, it appears they might have been right. You know, look, I, you know me. I'm not, I stick up for what's right and what's wrong. I'm, I'm always on the driver's side. Mm-hmm. But apparently, Pennsylvania, even though I'm not a big fan of the governor there, okay, and, and, and again, I'm, I, I'm from Pennsylvania, all right, you know, with some of the rules they've made over the last year, I'm just not a, I'm not a big fan of, restricted crazy rules Mm -hmm. and i'm not a big fan of saying i gotta shut down but they said they wanted to shut down and everybody got mad but the very day that it happened or the storm came 
you had a gigantic pile up. In fact, up near, uh, um, I can't think of the town where Donnie used to live. Um, what was that called? Jersey Shore. The Jersey sh- up near the Jersey Shore exit, not far from there on Interstate 80. It's called Jersey Shore. It's a little town in Pennsylvania, and the um, pileup was immense. It was. You, did you see the pictures of it? I, I did. It was. It was just tractor trailer piled up on top of each other. It was just. It was horrible. So the, when they shut down, it's not that they're trying to shut down just to be you know mean like some people. They're just trying to keep everybody safe. Well, here's the thing, and and this is where a lot of truck drivers out there. They're not seeing, I don't know if they're watching the numbers, but in the last probably five years, more than anything, pileups have been getting worse. Yeah. And it's ironic. Are you ready for the irony? Uh, probably 50% of the drivers out there don't even own a CB anymore. I know. It's just, just I can't understand it. You could save yourself so much by just getting your CB. Well, here's here's a couple of the arguments that I have been hearing for the last couple of years. You get a driver that says, oh, man, if you just drive with sense, hook, drive with a sure, clear distance, hook, you ain't ever going to get into an accident. <laughs> you know what? That's such BS. That is such BS. You remember the video from Cheyenne? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. And if every... I wish people would just look at that video. I'm going to tell you, and I've mentioned this before, you had this big giant pileup in 2015 in Cheyenne. Literally, these drivers would be coming down the road and they would just slide into the pile and wreck. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the weird thing about that whole pileup. It went on for a long time. It went on for, like, some of those guys that would come into the pileup were, like, a minute. It would be, like, one would wreck into the big pile, and we were timing it. Because I was, I forget who I was sitting there with, and I said, listen, look at how long it's taking for the next guy to even come along and smash into the trucking pileup. Mm -hmm. It's like, how crazy is this? And it was just a little bit of a decline. They're coming down a little bit of a hill. So it wasn't on just level ground. So here's what was going on. A driver would come down the road, right? And then all of a sudden, at the last second, he would realize everybody stopped, right? Because once these guys wrecked, some of them didn't even put their brake lights on because they were wrecked into a pile, so you can't even see brake lights. Mm -hmm. And, And it wasn't even that blinding out once this accident started. But anyways, another guy, we timed a couple of these guys were almost at two minutes till they slid into the pile. Do you know, even at 35, 40 miles an hour, okay, if you're coming down the hill, all right, and you're just rolling along, do you know how long you can go in two minutes or one minute? I mean, honestly, a mile or two. Yeah, because I mean, sometimes three. They weren't driving fast because it was snowing and it was 35, 40 mile an hour they were doing. Well, I don't know how much they were doing because I wasn't looking at their speedometers, but I'm just saying that they were going slow enough that they could stop. Yeah. Without going, you know, the length of a football field, usually. So now let's let's think about the CB for a second, right? You get a guy with a CB, th- and I can testify to so many times, okay? But you get a guy with a CB that says, hey, westbound, just back out of it. Mm-hmm. You got 
a pileup about three miles up the road. Now, guess what? The trucker that's doing 35, 40, 50 in the snow, whatever, guess what he can do? He slow down. Yeah. Gradually just slow it down. Take your time. Get down to where you're going to be stopping. Put your four ways on to warn other drivers. Mm -hmm. Right. And you see what a lot of drivers, a lot of drivers don't think that the CB is part of the job. And that's where they're wrong. They're 150 billion percent wrong. And I know there's guys out there right now shaking their head that are listening to us. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I'm going to tell you why it's 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 correct to use your CB. Your CB is a tool. It's a tool. It's it's what it's called the Citizens Band Radio. It's what truck drivers have used since trucking started to communicate everything: accidents, backups, um, weather. Police watching for you, all that stuff. Well, back back a long time ago, they used to use that at docks to tell you to it's time for you to back in too. You know, it's funny you you mentioned that because I was just thinking that too. I was going, you know, how many of these guys now don't have their CB when they pull up to craft or one of these places that will they'll say, okay, we'll call you when the door is ready. You got to keep walking back and forth now. Oh, I don't have a radio. I'm a trucker without a radio. I mean, I'm serious. I literally get disgusted when I see a truck driver not wanting to use a tool. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. And you see, here's what's going on now. The what's the last five years, cell phones have really come a long way with FaceTiming and all that other BS. Mm-hmm. So you got a guy that maybe mounts his, his, his CB on the dash. He's got his wife on the phone and he's talking. His phone mounted. They don't mount his CB. Right. They got their phone mounted somewhere and they're talking to their family or BSing or listening to music, right? And you see, if they had their CB on, they couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you something. What I used to do when I was a driver, I would turn my squelch back and I'd turn my volume all the way up just in case I heard a bear report or an accident or maybe there's a gator in the middle of the road to where I'm I got to. What was that? Was that your. It was my watch for whatever reason. It decided it to talk. Yeah. <laughs> the iWatch. <laughs> what an interruption. But, anyways, <laughs> seriously, um, we would use it for that case. And I would turn the volume all the way up and turn the squelch back to where I knew I would hear out. If you got a good CB, turn the squelch back, you can hear a mile or two out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I would constantly be listening. As soon as I heard anything on that CB, I'd turn my radio down and I would. Turn, you know, turn my squelch up to where now I'm catching people even further out. And if I'm hearing there's a wreck or something, I'll tell you what, I couldn't tell you how many times somebody in the low, like for example, Columbus or Indianapolis or Louisville, you know, you're coming into town and all of a sudden you hear on the CB, Hey, there's a huge backup. There's sit, it's a parking lot. They're sitting for three hours ahead of you. Okay. Local driver. Can you help me get around that? Absolutely. Get off this next exit, get down to this road, make a right, stay on that road for 30 miles and it'll bring you right back on the interstate on the other side. That literally is, I couldn't tell you how many times that's happened to me where I never, I hardly ever had to sit in traffic Mm -hmm. okay i couldn't tell you a couple times and and this is where truck drivers are going oh if you drive with enough sense you don't need a cb well that's bullshit if you're doing 70 75 across 80 and you're on and even on dry ground and you're coming around some of those curves if 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 somebody with a cb said hey 
get out of the hammer lane. There's a gator. A gator. You know what a gator is. What's mm-hmm. a gator? It's tire. See, Ruth Ann knows. She knows a CB lingo. It's a, it's a blown tire, a big piece of rubber on the road. Or or what if somebody's broke down, mm-hmm. sticking out on the road? Hey, get over in the in the passenger lane. Get in the right in the right lane. In the well, we call it the granny lane. Get over in the granny lane, and and we will. Uh, there's a there's somebody broke down in the hammer lane. You, I've had that happen to me in my driving career. And these guys that are saying all you got to do is drive with sense because I'm sick and tired of hearing the cursing on the CB. I don't care about the cursing. It's just, it's a tool. You're the hardest part is just listening. Mm-hmm. You know, you might ask for a bear report, you know, a couple times a day yourself, okay? You don't have to get on there and bullshit with people, but you need to have a CB for just to be able to be warned. And that Cheyenne wreck. Those guys I'll bet you at least a dozen of those guys that wrecked, if they would have had their seat, because there was a guy there that said, I was, tr- I was, I was hailing people saying, Hey, get out, you know, slow it down. There's a wreck. And nobody had CBs on like 90% of those guys did not have their CBs. I mean, there was guys that had CBs that slowed down and didn't go into the pile, but the guys that crashed in that pile, no CBs on, no crap, no word of lie. So mm-hmm. what do you think? I think that they're foolish. I mean, it's not even the fact that you could have saved yourself like if it was if it was a statey or a, a, a cop that that you could have been warned for. I mean that's just saving yourself some points or some some fees. You know, if it was an accident, it would have been your life or someone else's life. If it would have been just the weather itself or you know anything at all, do you think it's really worth you know a few hundred dollars for a good CB and spending the time listening to it here and there during the day, or your CDL. Right. So here's, I just want to just say this. If I didn't have a CB and I drive with sense, most of the time I'm not going to get into a wreck. But if I'm coming down hills in, in weather, okay, or if I'm coming around curves and there's weather, and I'm, whether I'm driving with sense or not, I'm going to see something at the last second and I'm going to still slide and wreck. Mm-hmm. Whether I wreck into the pile or I go off the road and crack a tree, whatever, I, there, is no, there is no way to avoid coming down a hill and having to stop at the last second. Right. You, you want to know what's around the curve. Mm-hmm. You want to know what's at the bottom of the hill. You just got to know. It could, it, it could even be just, you could drive with as much sense as you want, but if you're coming into an area, if anybody that does not know our town right now, it's construction. It's taking you 40 minutes to get from one end of this small town to the other because of construction. And if you didn't know that, you can come in here and you can end up being late for your deliveries. You can end up having some mark against you that you might have a really great MVR. You might have a perfect PSP, but now you've got a late report on your, on your, your history with your company. And you might not have wanted that, you know, you might want to have, you might've been going for the goal of having your perfect employment history and all this, you know, you might be going for this great award or a cool bonus, anything. And that just screwed you up because you didn't have a report coming in that you could hear knowing that there's like a total backup, nothing to do with you, but someone else had a wreck or construction or anything at all. And it just, screwed your whole day up because now you're late. Ruthann, let me just put an explanation point on this. The numbers don't lie. That's the one thing. If you look at how many every year now for the past five years, I actually get sick and tired of hearing about the pileups. Mm-hmm. I, you never heard 
about the giant pileups like this, Mm-mm. except for the last so many years. Right. And it's it, there's there's absolutely you cannot tell me that it's just ironic that a lot of drivers think that CBs are a waste of time. Okay, so 50% of them don't even use them anymore, and the pileups are going through the roof. I'm going to tell you one thing. For that, like that wreck in Pennsylvania last week, you have 55 rigs. Okay, now I don't know if they were all track trailers or some were box trucks, but most of them were track trailers. From the from the pictures that I was looking at, aerial views, 90% of the trucks were all semi-trucks, okay? If those guys don't get fired, and I guarantee you, most of those guys will be fired. Mm-hmm. When you slide into a pack... You're not going to blame weather. I'm telling you right now, most of those guys are getting fired because dispatch is going to say you were traveling too close or whatever the case is, okay? Mm-hmm. Could be many things. If you didn't get fired, all right, I will guarantee you, you will own a CB pretty fast. I'm serious because I, I, we've had drivers that didn't believe in the CB, they got into one of those pileups, and now they have a relentless with CBs. So... I'm telling you. Well, we've had people send us messages thanking us for just promoting them as much as we are. And it's not like we're promoting a specific brand. No, I'm not. We're not going to. Or trying to do something like that as any form of kickback. We just want someone to be safe and, and, and be out there with using, like Troy said, a tool, something so simple. Yeah. To help save your life. And it doesn't matter how many GPSs you have or how many, um, uh, apps you have on your phone to help you with traffic or weather or anything like that. Because I can tell you what, it's not instant. It's not instant. And second of all, there's nothing that will beat when, when, when you have someone saying, Hey, you know, drivers watch out for this. And they get a little bit more specific than when on your GPS and it says, you know, it just shows you the red line. Well, you don't know nothing in that red line. Yeah. You know, what is that? What's going on there? You don't know what it is. What are you talking about on the apps? Yeah. Yeah, I don't use them. You don't, so I, you don't I wouldn't know. even know what you're even talking about. Well, I just know on my on my um, GPS on my car, it oh. will just show red showing that oh, it's... Oh, it'll show there's an accident up it'll ahead or show, something. It'll show right. red saying yeah, that it's you know what? traffic's a, backed up. That's a good point. How many times on that damn GPS did it say there was an accident when we got to it? It wasn't even there. My favorite is when it was telling me for the whole, like the last two months, like October and November, it was yeah. saying... The Suncoast Highway shut down after and mile exit, you know, three or whatever it was, and or whatever we are up here, and and, and like, no, it's not. Listen, there, there, there <laughs> I knew it wasn't shut down, but it kept trying to redirect me. Right, there is nothing like a live voice exactly saying, "Hey, brother, back out of it. You got a cop up ahead. You got mm-hmm. an accident. You got a parking lot. All that stuff." I'm telling you right now, guys, get a CB. Um, and uh, save your own life. I'm telling you, it, it's worth it. It's worth the hundred and some bucks. Even if you went and got a, a, a just a mid mid-sized CB at yeah. the pilot or the if TA. If you didn't want to get something yeah. that was really it, long distance, have, if it, they you, have you know. good ones. They yeah. have good CBs for under 150 dollars, and you get them p- tuned and peaked at the CB shop. And guess what? They put out. And I'm telling you right now, just so many advantages to having the CB. The other thing I would say is this. The guy that cries, he doesn't like to hear the cursing and the BS and the and the and the and the and the BS that comes with the CB. Yes, there is a lot of jackasses on the CB. I understand that. I get it. And the closer you get to a city, there's even more jackasses. Okay, but the bottom line is, it's still not worth your life. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like I told you, if you if you turn the squelch back, you're not really hearing most of the gibberish BS. Turn your volume up, turn your squelch back, and you'll hear within a mile or two of anybody that's trying to warn you. That's what you really want. Or you can even turn the volume down to where you can hear your music in the cab, right? And then all of a sudden you'll hear something, you'll you'll hear a voice under the radio and you turn your radio back. And uh, just say, come on back with that. You know, somebody's going to be giving reports. I'm telling you, it's way worth it. Don't fool yourself. And don't listen to anybody out there telling you, oh, you, you, you just need to drive with sense. You, you're, taking, you're taking an advantage from yourself by not having a CB. Why wouldn't you want every tool to keep your ass safe? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. Ruthann, should we move on? Moving on. You want to move on? Um, honestly, we're... we're uh, uh, almost actually out of time for the night. Do you um, have a word of the day or what do you, what do you yeah. got for us? What do you got? I got the word. What's the word? But CB? Is it Citizens Bands? No. <laughs> Good. No. Ready? Yeah. What is it? Logum. What is it? Logum. 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 Spell it. Let me see if I might. Yeah, I'm that didn't sound all, right. I'm turned all the way up. Logum. Logum. One more time. Logum. Okay, what does it mean? Logum. What is it? How does it spell? L-A-G-O-M. Logum. 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 What does it mean? It means, it's from Swedish. It's Sweden? Okay. It's um, 19th century, early 19th. The principle of living a balanced, moderately paced, low-fuss life. Sweet. We're all looking for our logum. Yeah, honestly, peace (laughs) is something really good. Um, That's awesome. So, so how do you use it in a sentence before I let you go? I just gave you one. Give me another one. But here's another. My resolution for the next year is to slow down and embrace the principle of logum. Okay. The next one is, Renee is a model of logum. I've never seen her the slightest bit perturbed. Okay. And that's from Word Genius. Word Genius. Word Genius. They'll send you a word word every day. Sign up. It's it's free. Sign up if you want to get a a new word in your vocabulary every day. Mm -hmm. So Talk CDL, we just want to wish these people a very Merry Christmas. And hopefully some of you guys are getting a CB under the tree. That would be a really good present. That would be. Ladies, ladies, if you, I know we got a lot of wives that listen to us. We do. And even husbands that have wives that drive. So if you're listening to Talk CDL right now, it this this pod will be up uh, sometime tomorrow. <laughs> uh, we were late. Yeah, we were late this week. But but anyways, a CB radio for your your uh, trucker uh, spouse would be the perfect gift if they don't already have one. I'm telling you, your significant other trucker. Yes, because si- you have spouses, you have uncles, you well, have I'm, aunts. I'm just saying you might have, and there are some lady truckers that yeah. have, that are out there in the road and hubbies at home, now, yeah. which ain't a big deal. Yeah. Um, but anyways. But you, pick, do, you have, you have plenty of that. So, yeah. so your trucker, your trucker family, your they, trucker friend, your trucker. CBs this year, guys. CBs for Christmas. All right. We're out of here, Ruth. Ann. Oh, Merry Christmas and peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.